0: My soul sings how I love you, Lord. Come on, sing it with us. My soul sings, yeah, my soul. can you just lift your hands right there right where you're at and yeah just go ahead and lift him up he's in this place come on let's acknowledge the fact that the presence of God is in this place and that he's in your place that he's on the opposite side of that screen that he's in that living room that he's in that car that he's there in that kitchen come on I wonder if there's somebody out there and if there's somebody within here that can just lift up your voice to him if he never healed your body if he never provided for you if he never made a way out of no way Just him coming down and giving his life, that was enough. But if he's ever done anything for you, if he's ever healed your body, come on. If he's ever made a way out of no way, can we just sing it one more time? Come on. Come on, my soul sings. Come on. Come on with all your heart. Come on, my soul. Welcome, 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 church. Welcome to church. Welcome, Encounter Church, to every leader in the room and to everybody watching on the opposite side of that screen today. We love you. We appreciate you for joining us in the presence of God this morning. Not necessarily in the house, but in the presence because we are the church. And we believe that as a body of believers here at The Encounter Church. We lead in love. We we, we lead in love. We live in community and we want to be just like Jesus. And that is our core values here this morning. So we're so glad whether this is your first time watching or whether if you've been on here quite a few times and you're just jumping back on for another Sunday with us. We love you and we thank you so much for being with us this morning. I want to tell a leader in this place, if you could turn to somebody, maybe not touch them, but turn to them and look at them in the eye and tell them, say, good morning. Tell somebody, say, good morning. We are going to continue. We're going to continue spreading the gospel message. No matter what it takes, no matter where we have to go, no matter what we have to do, we are going to continue spreading the gospel message. And we believe that in the name of Jesus. How many of you believe it in this house? Leaders, can we just put our hands together for the Lord? I'm going, to, I'm going to get right into the Word, and as I'm getting into it, um, I just want to say thank you so much to my mom and dad for the opportunity and for this Fine Encounter Church. We love every leader. We thank and appreciate every single person, every production person, you guys up there. I love you so much, man. Um, everybody down here and everybody that's operating, not a lot of people know what it takes uh, to get this done week after week, but we believe that, uh, that it's all for a reason and that it's all for a purpose. And we're just, we're so blessed and we're so excited to be here this morning. And I just want to thank my pastors and appreciate them, my parents, for the opportunity here this morning. I love you, mom and dad. And to everybody else in the room, let's do this thing together this morning. Let's preach this thing together. I believe that God has a word for us this morning that is just like right on time with what Pastor was preaching last week. And, you know, we've been, th- we've been in the Uncomfortable series. And we know that this last six months has been, has, has been to say the least, very uncomfortable But I believe here this morning that because you're in this place and because you've chosen to watch online, that God has something so emphatically amazing for you this morning. And so I'm going to go to two different uh, I'm going to go to two different portions of Scripture this morning. I'm going to start with the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, and we're going to read verses one all the way down to 14. And then I'm also going to go to Acts, chapter two, and we're going to read verse one through 12. We'll probably stop around three or four, but we'll see where God takes us. So let's go ahead and let's start in Ezekiel. We're going to read. This is Ezekiel chapter 37, starting with verse 1. It says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Verse 2 says, He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. They weren't just bones, but they were very dry. Somebody say very dry. dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And if you're taking notes, you're going to want to highlight that. He asked me a question in verse 3. He said, he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. And then in verse 4, he said, he, he's, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons To you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put my breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Sometimes you might not have enough faith for the text as a minister, a man of God, preacher, woman of God, preacher. But you do what you're commanded to do. Sometimes you might be in a different circumstance, like a COVID-19, where you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But you're just doing. What God told you to do. And I know that pastor has experienced that. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together, bone to bone. And verse 8 says, I looked and the tendons and flesh appeared on them. And skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. They were lifeless bodies. The lights are on, but nobody's home. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. Somebody say hope. Hope. Our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves, and bring you from them. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know. Every time, it's just, it's so, it, it's so powerful to me because it continues to say, then you will know. After you've seen it, then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. And we're going to go to Acts 2. We're going to go down to Acts 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound. Somebody say a sound. Somebody say a sound. If you're looking at the opposite side of the screen, somebody say a sound. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. You can go ahead, and we're going to go ahead and pray real quick before we take our place. Father, I just thank you so much. I appreciate you for being so present in a time, Father, where we don't know what's next. But we ask, God, that this morning, that your presence would do, Father, what it always does, that it would show up just that always, as it always has, and that it would show off just as it always has. I pray, Father, that you would give me the ability, Father, to articulate what you have given to me in private, that I could declare it in public, in the way that you have given it to me, Father. I pray, God, that your spirit would just move in this place and through that screen. We love you. We appreciate you, Father. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've been a, somebody say a sound. I've been a musician my whole life, and I asked my friend to come up here with me today. Uh, We're going to, I just, I feel this morning, if you could just right there where you're at, maybe across the screen. I feel, I don't know what it's been lately, but over the last few months, I've, I don't know, maybe it's the whole COVID-19, it could be, you know, I'm I'm a really like, uh, so to speak, dramatic guy. You know, I I'd like to always think that I've always been real dramatic, and during this time, I've been going back to like a lot of old songs. I've been I've been reverting back to a lot of old hymns, and it's those songs that I that I listened to when I was just just a little guy growing up in church that really winged my 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 faith, and it really uh, it really built a strong foundation for my faith. And there's songs that growing up, that you just never really, like, forget, and even though, even though you can go through years, and you hear a lot of new songs, I remember when we first started the church, um, I was so into what was brand new, and I remember, like, uh, we would try to do some of the old stuff, and I'm, no, we're not doing that, and I was very, like, you know, strict about what I wanted to be saying on the platform when I was, you know, the worship pastor, and I remember I'd come up here, and I would, you know, I, I'd, I'd be like, no, we're going to do something new, we're going to do something new, but I don't know what it's been, I don't know what's happened to me, but lately, I've just been feeling, like, sometimes we need to remember where, we were when God first touched us, what songs we heard. And maybe you've heard this song. And I will bless the Lord. Maybe you've heard this song before. I don't know. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his hope. His holy, his holy, his holy name. And then you'd hear, he has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. Bless his whole, yeah, you can sing it if you know it. His holy name. His holy name, and what's funny about these songs is that they were written like so long ago, but yet there's so many different ways that you can sing them. Um, there was a, I, you know, it's funny because the the worship team sometimes I get I get an opportunity to worship lead, and when I do, I always use this little like stand right here, and they like to make fun of me because I use my stand, but uh, but today I, I guess I need it. I'm gonna grab it, and. I don't know if you guys heard this song before. Most of you probably have in here, but we're gonna sing this song because I want to, I want you to see the sound of revival. Because you see, the thing is, is that revival, the true word revival. I I I read, guys. I studied in scripture. I looked. hadn't really seen technically the word revival. Hadn't technically seen that um, because revival is something that people need when the spirit maybe ha- when their spirit has not been there for a while. And when there's kind of when they've been a little bit of a drought every now and then, and then you need that extra something to revive your spirit. But what if we've been I just want to just challenge you today. What if we've gotten the sound of revival as a church over the years just a little bit wrong? And that's the question that I want to ask you today. What if we've gotten it just a teeny bit wrong? What if we paid just a little too much attention to the songs that we've sang over the years and we missed out on the true sound a revival. I wanna, um, I wanna sing the song. There's this song that we that we used to sing, and uh, it, it's funny because it would we'd sing, "What a mighty God we serve," and when we'd sing that, we'd we you know we'd get there, and we a lot of times when I would go to different churches, I'd hear it like this: we'd hear, "What a mighty God we serve, what a mighty God we serve, angels bow before Him, heaven and earth adore Him, what a mighty God we serve." I'd hear it like that, right? But if you grew up in the church that I grew up in, you heard it just a little bit different. And if you heard it that way, you'd hear what a mighty God we serve. Yeah, come on. What a mighty God we serve. If you feel you can stand on your feet, that's cool. Angels bow before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. You can sing it with me. Come on. Jesus is. Jesus is the God we serve. Yeah. Jesus is the God we serve. Come on, if you can sing it across the screen. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. Jesus is the God we serve. We sing this is, I remember we sing, this is the day. Yeah. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. Remember Sam, we sing, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad. Oh, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, yeah. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Maybe you heard this before. Come on. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. But then rising, he justified. Freed me forever. And one day, he's coming back. Glorious days. again. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Barrett, he carried my sins far away but then rising he justified freed me forever one day he's coming back then they sing this, they also sing, come on they sing, send it on down send it on down you said Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down, come on help me send it on down send it on down you said, Lord let the Holy down. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen those songs. And there's something about the sound of revival, right? There's something about when it hits you. There's something about when it when it wings you. There's something about that sound. And it just it's just so familiar. And it kind of moves everybody. And it kind of you guys can go ahead and, and sit down now. That's, <laughs> see, and, but see, that's my point. There's something about the sound of revival. There's something about the sound of revival when it touches you for the very first time, when you need your spirit revived. And I feel like the church has just been in a place recently and lately where we've might have gotten it just a little bit twisted. Might have just gotten the sound of revival just a tad bit twisted. Was never in the songs, even though they're awesome and they're incredible and they do something to you, they move you, they bring you back. There's just something about the sound of true revival. And, um... As we read in scripture, Ezekiel 37, Acts 2, 630 years before the coming of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost, we see Ezekiel in a desperate situation. See, he was stripped from his hometown after, you know, studying his entire life to become a priest. The only, the only significance that he felt, the only purpose that he had in his life was now stripped from him and he's placed in a foreign land. And you see, back then, in ancient times, the people of Israel didn't yet know that the presence of God was mobile. They didn't know that they could tune in online and, and, and watch church and still get into the presence of God. They believed the presence of God only existed in one place. And so as they're there, the Bible says that, he, that he's, he's hopeless, he's in there, that the people of Israel are all in a hopeless place. And something interesting happens. When he gets to Babylon... Although God's presence isn't supposed to be there, something happens. God speaks to him in Babylon. And I'm reading this and I thought to myself, wow, things haven't much changed back then to now. You see, I thought God only spoke. When everything was normal, I thought that God only spoke when we were all gathering together in a building. I thought that God only spoke when I felt like everything was going my way. I thought that God only spoke when things were going well. But could it be possible that God still speaks in Babylon? Could it be possible that the same God that exists when you're up is the same God that can come and exist in your situation when you're down as well? And I believe here this morning... That God wants to show up in Babylon here. And I hear a sound today. The title of the message today is I Hear a Sound. Repeat it after me. I hear a sound. Ezekiel was raised and studied to be appreciated. He's stripped of it in the Babylonian exile, hopeless. He believes that he might as well be dead without purpose. The presence of God shows up in Babylon, and the spirit of God picks him up and takes him in a vision to a valley of dry bones. And he asks him a question when he gets there. He tells him, son of man, can these bones live? He asks him a question. He says, son of man, can these bones live? That's, you you ever heard that's a good question? That's what I would have told God. That's a good question. But I think there's a difference between a good question. when, When I was growing up. Um, when I was growing up, I, I'd go to Sunday school and stuff. We'd sing those songs we were singing earlier, and uh, Lorenzo would teach my Sunday school class, and I remember I'd always have a good, brand-new, fresh question for him. Sometimes I'd keep him, like, a lot longer after he probably wanted to go home and after and ask him continuous questions. And there's something as a good, there, there's a, there, it's great to ask good questions, but then there's those times when God will ask us a question. And there's a difference between a good question and a God question. Somebody say, that's a God question. God asked him a question. God asked him that. He said, son of man, can these bones live? You see, sometimes God will ask you a question. And could it be possible that God will put us sometimes in the middle of a weird, like uncomfortable and and a hopeless situation and ask you a question just to see how you respond to what he's asking you? Could it be possible that sometimes, even though you and I might not feel like everything is going well in this time that we're living in this COVID-19, that God's got a question for you here this morning. Son of man, can these bones live? I might not see it. I might, I'm, I might look around and I might see the world going crazy. I might see politics just like all over the place. I might, I might see division happening in the world. But son of man, can these dry bones live? You might be out of work here, you might be out of work on the cross of that street, on the other side of that screen, and you might not know what tomorrow has, but son of man, can these dry bones live? I know what the doctor's report said, and I know it doesn't look pretty right now, but let me ask you something, son of man, can these dry bones live? I know you're not sure about tomorrow, I know the marriage looks like it's on the rocks, or maybe the kids are acting up, but son of man, can these bones live? I know you're not sure about the finances and you don't know how you're going. Maybe you've got more month than you got money, but son of man, can these bones live? He tells me, says, Lord, it says, only you know. Somebody say, I hear a sound. I hear a sound today. That's, that's, I feel that in my spirit. And as I prayed, now I wanted to preach on something else, Lorenzo, but I, 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 after hearing pastor's message and then praying, the Lord told me you got to go up there and you got you to declare what you hear. And that, th- this is the call to action today is that you and I can walk out those doors. I see some of us doing it already on Instagram. I see some of, it, some of you doing it across that screen. Now is the time. Now is your time. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised. Now is our time. And I know you're looking across at the screen at me and you're saying, well, pastor, that's really cool. Sunday, I hear it every single week and I I log on just for pastor, you know, to revive my spirit, to make me feel good again, just so I can get through the week. But what if God wants you to be the person on the opposite side of that screen? And he's asking you this morning. I know you might not have all the tools. I know you may just know a couple Bible verses, but son of man, can these bones live? Does anybody feel that? I feel that in this place and I hear a sound this morning. And Ezekiel says in in, in that moment, he says, Lord, only you know. And sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know how to answer. Sometimes you don't know what the answer is. But he says, Lord, only you know. God, I I don't know what's next, but I'm going to leave it in your hands. And you see, Ezekiel, at this point in, in, in the history of Israel, they had seen some pretty crazy stuff. Prophets had raised men from the dead. They had seen dead men and dead women raise up. But nobody had seen anything like this. Look like an impossible situation for God. And Ezekiel, not only that, but God isn't in his element. Lord, only you know. But he does as he's commanded. God asks Ezekiel to speak in the middle of an impossible situation. The prophet of Israel at this point had not seen anything like this before. But it says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Sometimes you don't know what's next, but you're going to stand up here behind this pulpit or you're going to jump on the opposite side of that screen. You're going to tell people in public what God has declared to you in private. And sometimes you might wonder, man, I, I just don't know. But Lord, only you know. And those are the moments that matter the most when you don't know. It's easy to stand up here and to share God's word when everything's going your way. But stand up here and give God the praise and stand up here and declare it when you know that you've been through some crazy stuff this week. And it's easy to walk in and to have a shout and to lift your hands and, 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 and still be present when everything's going good in your life. It's easy to give God praise when I've got a little bit of money in the bank or when things are going my way or when the relationship's going good or when all those things are happening. But what happens when I'm in the middle of a hopeless situation? What happens when I don't know what tomorrow has? What happens? Lord, only you know. Ezekiel says in this moment, I'm just going to do as I'm commanded. I don't have to see it. I'm going to do as I'm commanded. God has Ezekiel to believe in the middle of an impossible situation so in other words I see the impossible for God but I serve a God of the impossible so although I might look out tomorrow this might be Sunday and we're here and we're feeling the presence of God and tomorrow I'm all by myself I see what's impossible out there in the world but I also know that I serve a God of the impossible so in other words I don't need to see breakthrough to know that it's on the way I don't, need to see, I don't need to see a church rising up. I don't need to see field arenas to know that God is still doing something. I don't need to see the doors of that church, the broken doors in the front of the church. I don't need to see it open, flinging open when people walk in here to know that God is still up to something on the opposite side of that screen. I don't know about you, but I hear a sound today. Is there anybody that hears a sound? I don't know about you, but in my lifetime, I've experienced some crazy stuff when it's come to God. I've seen him raise the dead. I've seen him bring back lives. I've seen him change lives. I've seen him change families. And I've seen him provide like he did for this building. And I don't know about you, but I believe that God is calling us in this time to declare a sound. And so whether you're in this place or you're on the opposite side of the screen, I dare you this morning to stand up on your feet, to open up your mouth, and to declare it, I hear a sound. I hear a sound. Come on, does anybody hear a sound? Is there anybody that hears what I hear? I hear a church rising up. I hear a nation rising up. In the middle of division, in the middle of hopelessness, in the middle of bad mar- in the middle of failed marriages, in the middle of, of courtrooms, in the middle of, of bad doctor's reports, I hear a sound. I hear a sound today. Look at somebody. Tom say, "I hear a sound." Hear a sound. <laughs> Ezekiel says, "He says, I, Lord, only you know. I don't. Only you know. Only you know. But I do as I command, as I'm commanded.' So he prophesies as he's commanded." And he, he begins to speak. And the Bible says that, that, the, that the bones began to mesh together and the tendons began to come onto the skin. Imagine what that looked like. Probably looked crazy. And, um, and he's looking at this and he's watching this. He's seeing this take place. And then God tells him, he says, prophesy to the breath. You see, for some of us, right now, I could be preaching my heart out. My dad, my mom, any minister that comes up here can preach their heart out week after week. We can declare that we hear a sound. We hear the sound of revival. What does true revival sound like? I'm going to tell you in a minute. We hear the sound, and we're declaring it. But I'll be honest, even myself, I've walked into the house of God at times with my lights on, but nobody's home. I've walked in this place and I've lifted my hands, but my mind is just so somewhere else. I don't know, but maybe you're like me. Maybe you've walked in here a couple times, or maybe you've, maybe you've logged on. You're watching, and you're faithful, but your mind is just somewhere else this morning. But the Bible says that God told Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy to the breath. And Sometimes the truth is, even though I come in here, my mind might be somewhere else, God really had to shake me up this week and remind me, really? You need to feel it? You need to feel the breath? Like, I feel like we're the same exact way today. It just doesn't feel the same way across on the other side of the screen. It just doesn't feel the same way with masks on in the house as leaders. It just doesn't feel the same way anymore. I mean, I'll hear a pastor, and I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout. But what I've gone through lately in my life, whatever the case is, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but it just doesn't feel the same way as it did before. Ezekiel didn't feel the breath yet. He didn't feel the wind. The Bible says that it was the four winds that came to fill up those bones in that valley that day. He didn't feel it. But God told him, prophesy to the breath. In other words, Ezekiel, whether you feel it or whether you don't, child of God, whether you feel it or whether you don't, whether you feel like lifting your hands or you don't, whether you feel like worshiping or whether you don't, whether you're able to be on the opposite (laughs) side of the screen or, or you're in this place, whether if it just doesn't feel the same no more, whether you feel it Or whether you don't. Ezekiel's response is significant. Because he hadn't felt the wind coming. And sometimes you don't feel it. But Ezekiel said that day. And he declared. And I want you to declare today. That's my prayer for you. Is I don't have to feel it. I don't need to feel it. To know that it's coming. I don't need to feel it. To know that God is here. I don't need to feel that song. That Jeremy's going to jump up. And grab a pole and start singing. I don't need to feel it to get a hold of it. I don't need to feel like how I felt when I'd walk in here and they'd come up here. We do the best that we can to bring church into your living room, but what if you decided today, I hear a sound and I don't need to feel it, but I know that God said it. I don't need to hear it, but I know that God said it and I don't need to feel it because I know what God told me. It's easy to speak God's truth about anything when you feel it, when you feel like it, when you feel like giving God praise, when you feel like worshiping, when you feel like giving him a shout, when you feel like it. But, when, but it's when you don't feel it that it matters the most. It's when you don't feel it that it pierces the heart of God. It's when you don't feel it that touches the literal presence of God that touches God's heart it's when you don't feel it that an open heaven begins to open up and you know what i had cancer last week but something happened and i don't know what ha- I, don't, I don't know what happened i went in and they told me i saw the doctor's report it was plain and clear as day but i walked into the house of God and something happened Let me tell you, if you get that mentality and you walk in this place or you look on that screen, you say, you know what? I don't need to feel it to know that God said it. God will show up in the middle of a circumstance and dry bones will come to life. Is there anybody out there that hears a sound today? I hear a sound. I hear a sound. Come on. Hallelujah. I hear a sound. Hallelujah. Somebody told me one time. Somebody told me one time at the university, they said hallelujah is a filler word, but I looked in the Greek, and in the biblical times, hallelujah was a word that they used to declare praise. So I'll say in the middle of COVID-19, hallelujah anyhow. I'll say when things aren't going my way, hallelujah anyhow. I'll say whether we got people walking in the door or we can't right now, hallelujah anyhow. I'll say whether we got the musicians in the house or not, hallelujah anyhow. This church didn't start with a band. It didn't start in a building. It started in a living room. and we were willing to stand there and say hallelujah anyhow, whether I got it or whether I don't, hallelujah anyhow, I hear a sound today I hear a sound today I said I hear a sound I hear a sound look at somebody in the eyes and tell them I hear a sound I hear a sound today I hear a sound and as I Come to the close. I want to tell you that my prayer for you today is that you would realize that in these last days. My prayer for you, every every single every single I, I, I tell the the guys that I've you know showed some stuff to, just some stuff that people showed me, and it's always good to conclude your sermon with a prayer that you say that you're praying for. I want you to know that last night as I was praying, I prayed this for you. I prayed this for all of you. My prayer for you today is that you would realize that in these last days, guys, we're called to be uncomfortable. We're called to declare the truth of God's word in this world in spite of everything that's going on. I know there's a lot going on. But my prayer for you is that you'd realize that in these last days that we are called to declare the truth of God in this world, that you'd be bold enough to open up your mouth in this time and speak God's truth over dead situations, that you'd be willing to speak God's truth over every dead situation that you see, that you would recognize who you are and whose you are, and that you would hear what I hear today. That's my prayer for you, that you would hear what I hear, because I hear a church. I might not see it, but I know that God said it. Since long before me, since long before my time, since long before my dad's time, since long before my mom's time, since long before the generation after me, and the generation before that, there was a sound. There was a sound. What did that sound sound like? My prayer is that you would recognize it. That you would recognize the sound. That it's not in, in the music. And the musicians, you guys can come and help me out, and we can come back up here and as I close, but but my prayer is that is that you guys, that you' be willing to declare that sound when you walk out of here. Because you know what God showed me is that we are living in the last days. but it's not to scare us, guys. We're living in the last days, and we're in an uncomfortable situations. We're in uncomfortable situations right now, because it's time for us to declare a sound. It's time for us to shout out to the world, I hear a sound. In the middle of what looks hopeless to the world, we're called to declare a sound. And my prayer is that you would recognize that sound this morning on the opposite side of the screen. That you would know who you are and whose you are. And as I come to the close, you guys can stand with me um, and those of you that are online and stay watching, I want to read. I'm going to go back to Acts 2. And as I go back to Acts 2, you guys can turn there with me. And verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound. A sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. Well, you see what happened after that was that what happened after that was they began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. It was amazing, it was a miracle. The presence and Holy Spirit of God was now accessible to you and to me in a way that it had never been before, and the Bible says that There were some onlookers, because you always got people that will look at God doing something, right? Kind of watch it happen. And that's my prayer for you guys, is that we wouldn't be lookers of what God is doing. We might not see it, but I hear a sound. And the Bible says he had some onlookers, and they were standing around and saying, man, these guys, they must be out of their minds, on some, on some new wine. The Bible says that they, they were saying they must be out of their minds on some new wine. They're a little tipsy. But then something happened. The Bible says that God gave Peter a revelation. And Peter, you know that guy, he's that guy. He's that guy that's always the first one to say something. And he stands up, and he tells him, he says, no, guys, that's not what's going on. Something is happening that's never happened before. We heard about it in the past. We heard about it. I know we we heard about it in the past. We heard about God doing amazing things. But now, now, now is that time. He says, this is what's happening. He says, in the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams even on my servants, both men and women. I said both men and women. I said both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth down below. Blood and fire, and I don't know if you've seen the sky, but blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the coming and the great, keyword before, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everybody, everyone, every person, every person that you never thought would, every person that everybody else counted out, every person that everybody else gave up on, every person out there that you think everybody's given up on you, I'm talking to you right there. I'm talking to the one. I'm talking to the one that was just like me. Every person out there that's given up hope, every person who's got dead dreams in their life, every person who's given up on God, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. See guys, this is what I came to find out. I'm gonna try not to cry, but I grew up, I grew up, and I thought, man, what a miracle. The bones came to life, Andrew. What a miracle. They stood up on their feet. What a miracle. We saw the presence of God and the Spirit of God at one point in humanity come down and touch the 120 in the upper room, and it changed the world. It flipped the world upside down. What a miracle. But what I found out and what I heard in the sound is that the miracle, the true miracle, was never in the sound of the rattling of the bones. And it was never in the sound that came in the upper room. But the miracle was in our response to what we heard. Amen. I'm going to say it again. The miracle, the true miracle that God has in your life isn't just when it happens, but, it, but it's in how you respond to what God is telling you. In other words, in other words, I hear a sound today, and it's a sound that goes far back before I was even born. It's a sound that goes far back before the generations before me. I hear the sound. Like Elijah said, I hear a sound of heavy rain. I hear the sound. I hear it. But I can't be the only one that declares it. We're called in these last days to prophesy That word prophesy in the New Testament means two different meanings. It's not just foretelling the future. It means to declare God's truth. That means any one of you can walk out this door and walk into the world and prophesy. You can prophesy. You can look at a dead situation and call it alive in God's hands. You can walk out and call dead dreams back to life in God's hands. You can walk out of this door and declare freedom in the middle of bondage. As long as you do it in the name of the Lord, I dare you, if you hear what I'm hearing, walk out the door and prophesy. If it's uncomfortable, I know. but we're not called to comfort. We're not called to comfort. we're called to obedience, says Ezekiel was. And I'll be honest with you. Over the last six months, even myself, even my ministry, I know as others, I have felt at times uncomfortable to the point, man, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe God has something else for me, and opportunities open up, things open up, doors open up, and you think that it's God, and you want to believe that it's so bad that it's God. But I've got to be honest. I hear a sound, and I believe that God has called me to declare in public what he's told me in private, and I believe that I'm not the only one in this place. and I'm not the only one on the opposite side of that screen. And so I tell you today, with all boldness and with all authority, one more time. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, no matter what kind of people, no matter what kind of political party, no matter where they come from no matter what their background is, no matter what side of the world that they come from, no matter what their problems are, no matter what their situation is, I will pour on my spirit on all people. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour on my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. They will show wonders in the heavens above and in the earth as signs below. Blood and fire, billows of smoke will fill the sky, but it won't stop us. We'll see some distractions, but it won't stop us. The world will go crazy, but it won't stop us. We'll see some defeat sometimes, but it won't stop us. We'll have some worries and anxieties, but it won't stop us. We might not know tomorrow, but it won't stop us. Before the coming and great glorious day of the Lord, and everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I thought the miracle was in the mega churches. I love you guys, all mega churches. I thought the, the miracle was in the mega churches and filled arenas. Filled churches with people coming so much that when we started this church, I remember the first, the, uh, and I'm coming to the, the, the first, the first uh, month or two that we had in the church, it started to get filled. And I remember we used to have to have people standing outside to get in the building. I thought that's when revival was. It wasn't in success. It's, 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 it wasn't in the success we had as a growing church and that we have as a growing church. And it's not in successful book sales or Instagram followers or Facebook followers but the miracle is that we're willing to declare what we have heard. I hear a sound today. The miracle is in response that we have to stand up and say, I hear a sound. I've come here today to declare to you, I hear a sound. I've come to declare to the Encounter Church, I hear a sound. We might be in the middle of a crazy COVID-19 situation, but I hear a sound. We might not see this church filled up, but I hear a sound. Is there anybody out there or that's in this place that can lift your hands and lift your voice and declare it? I hear a sound. I might not see it, but I know God said it. I hear a sound today. And you have the opportunity, if you have not given your life to Christ today, to do that. Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to you. He's the greatest decision that I have ever made in my life. And I've not regretted one minute of it. We're not made to do life alone. You know what's more scary than to go through this crazy time that we're going in right now? It's to go through it without anybody in charge. But I know who my Father is in heaven. And I know who's in charge. And so I can say with all assurance that Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen to you. And so I tell you here today, choose Jesus. And you'll, the rest of your days will be the best of your days. And today, I want to pray with you. If you can repeat this prayer after me. If you want to give your life to Jesus and you never have before, or maybe you've been far from him and you want to return back, I'll tell you what, he's never left you and he's not about to start. So in the witness, in the end, with all these witnesses and the presence, let's say this, let's say this prayer together. We'll say, Lord, I'm sorry. Please help me. I know that Jesus is the son of God. That he lived, that he came, that he died just for me. And that he resurrected with power to set me free. And today, I choose Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus Christ is Lord of my life and the King of my heart and today I will never be the same If you prayed that prayer, friend, we just want to celebrate you. And if you're in your car or if you're with some family or wherever you're at and you prayed that prayer with all sincerity, I just want you to do one thing. I want you to shoot your hand up really high in the middle of all those witnesses, in the middle of all those dry bones, in the middle of all those situations, in the middle of this hopeless time. I want you to declare, I've heard a sound today. Come on, can we just give God a crazy shout of praise all over this place? we love you we appreciate you put in the comment section i have decided and we want to move on with you in your next steps we love you we appreciate you god bless you come on can we just lift our hands can we just give god praise come on leaders i know he's been that good i know he's been that great i know if he's done it before if he's spoken back then Come on, come on. If he spoke to your generation, then he certainly still speaks in mine. If he spoke in generations before us, he still speaks today. Come on. Come on, come on, let's push. Come on, just lift your hands. 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 hands before we move forward, before we gotta go tomorrow and we gotta move on. Come on, can we just lift our hands? Can we just worship him because he's worthy of it? Can we just worship him just because he's good? Can we just worship him just because he's still bringing dead bones back to life? Can we worship him just because he's still changing minds? Can we worship him just because he's still doing it? Come on. I asked, what on, um, I asked um, my Uncle Tom on Tuesday. I asked him, I said, um, I told him, hey, Uncle Tamas, can we talk? He says, yeah. So we we'll go to the room up there, and uh, we we'll go to the room, and we're talking, and I tell him, I said, Uncle Tamas, I said, I know the Bible says that they heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind in the upper room, but what did they hear? Like, how exactly did they hear it? So we started reading together. What I came to find out, is that a mighty rushing wind, as it's, as it's uh, characterized in the scripture, as it's poetically written, would have been the sound of like heavy rain falling as it hit the earth. And the wind would have carried the rain. That's what they would have heard. The Bible says, and suddenly there came a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. And they heard a sound And as I was preparing, I was remembering the first time God touched me, the first time that I felt the presence of God. I was just a little guy, but I'll never forget the first time I felt the presence of God. And it changed my life. And though my life went a lot of different types of ways, I'm I'm still a young guy. I'm only 26, but I've had my experiences as well. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing like the sound of revival. The sound isn't just what you hear on Sundays. It's not in old songs and the new, although they're great. The sound of revival is, as of, is characterized and is as poetically written as the sound of a mighty rushing wind. So I wonder, I wonder, before we walk out of here, and my, my parents come back,